It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Alex Ovechkin. Continuing his march towards Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals scored record. I don't know if he'll get there. I think there's a pretty good chance. I hope he doesn't, though, just because I really like Gretzky. Um, he might, though. He might. He's moved into second place uh, last month, uh, passing Gordie Helm. Nonetheless, he's all over uh, NHL right now. Social media, the internet, they're, they're talking a lot about Alex Ovechkin and you know updating the race all the time. He's a big deal. The league is capitalizing on it, which is a far cry from where we were not that long ago when he was in the spotlight for a very different reason. And that reason was his relationship with Vladimir Putin. Kind of seems like all is forgotten and forgiven, but but should it be? We're going to have a conversation now with uh, a writer who recently put together a very good piece on this, and you can read it if you would like to on um, the line. Mitch Heimpel joins us now. He's worked with both conservative cabinet ministers and party leaders at the provincial and federal levels. He's currently the director of campaigns and government relations at Enterprise Canada. Mitch, thanks so much for uh, joining us. I appreciate your time today, sir. Good to be back with you, Shay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Really good. You know, I, I was reading your piece and I was kind of like, hey, wait a minute. Mitch is onto something here. I remember this was a big deal for a while, but it, it's just dropped completely out of the conversation, right? We don't worry about Ovechkin's ties to Putin anymore. What happened? Uh, so I, I do want to credit a few writers who've been really good about about staying on this one. Uh, Slava Malamud is a is a Russia uh, writer in the United States who's born in the, in the U.S. the former USSR. Um, also, Luke Fox at Sportsnet did a great piece on this. I think right after Ovechkin tied Gordie Howe. Um, right. So all all those are worth going back to. So some writers have been on this, but I think the larger reason is just we've always sort of been captivated by the. And it's usually described as like a childlike enthusiasm Ovechkin has for for, for the sport. Yeah. Right? Love like the way he, he plays the game, sure. Right, right? Like he he's a happy guy. He's out there speaking at, at other players. He's he seems indestructible. Like when guys run into him, like there's all that kind of stuff. And so it's very difficult for us to, in this case, I think probably separate the art from the artist a little bit. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And and you know what? In a lot of instances, that's that's probably a good exercise. But in this one, I don't know. I mean, we have this tendency, and it's, I mean, you look at the examples. There's a many, many of them in terms of um, putting in uh, pretty low expectations, giving a pass to athletes. I mean, we've got we've got convicted criminal criminals, all all kinds of people, and you know, people wearing their jerseys and cheering them on. Is this one that different? I mean, we're we're talking about war crimes and the invasion of a sovereign country. It seems like it should be different. So yeah, like listen, I will admit that the piece came up for me because in my neighborhood here in Belleville, Ontario, like we all the dads in the neighborhood put up the outdoor rink and it's usually about a quarter the size of a full hockey rink in the park across the street. And I was looking at the window the other day and I saw some kids playing. One of them had an Ovechkin jersey on. He looked to be about nine, ten years old. And I kind of went, oh man, like, our sports heroes don't have to be perfect, and they never have been. That's right. right. Like, and 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 you can look. The NFL has an abhorrent history on this with, with domestic violence and other things. Um, it's just like so. We should care who our kids look up to. We should always care who they look up to because you will emulate what you respect, right? You're, mm-hmm. You will you will you will seek approval from that kind of behavior, and so. 
I, I looked at this and I went, okay, the NHL actually has some questions to answer with Ovechkin. Like some sports leagues have tried, you know, UEFA and FIFA have tried to deal with, with Russian participation, whether that's teams or players or whatever. We've seen uh, the, the tennis associations do the same thing, but the NHL is kind of like, we will get one statement out from Ovechkin right after the Ova- invasion, and then we will just pray to God nobody asks him another question about right. this. I think you're right. I think um, it's, okay, we got a situation here, Ovi. We need you to do something. Uh, I do it and then never speak of it again. And I think you're, and, and we need to be the ones that decide whether or not that is enough. The question is, what should we, what do we expect of him? What should our expectation of him be? Um, you know, people talk about the risk that he, his family might face, all these sorts of things. I mean, what's a reasonable expectation? of Alexander Ovechkin. So, and this is this is a fair point, right? Like, and it's important that we take some some lessons from from like people who are actual national security experts on this, and their opinions basically range from Alexander Ovechkin is so well resourced as a human being. Like, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that like he could easily relocate his family to the United States if he felt they were in danger. And then somebody who commented on the pizza case said, like, he had the perfect excuse. He was going to pass Gordie Howe in the all-time NHL record book. Like, bring the entire family over here yeah. and, and just stay, right? Because this is, if people, you know, we have some, we probably have some listeners that don't have super long memories on this. But, like, when Alex Mogilny defected from the USSR at the end of the 80s, like, he had to be smuggled out of the World Junior Tournament in Sweden in the back of a car. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, you know, there's been all kinds that have defected and come over here. Yeah. So it's not, it, the, the options are open to Ovechkin. He's chosen not to take them. And so the other question we have to ask ourselves is what, what danger is Ovechkin really in? And, and in Putin's Russia, we don't really have a good way of knowing that. There are some experts who will say he is such a, a cultural icon in Russia. He's the, the biggest Russian athlete on the planet, right? Yeah, sure. That, that, any attempt to, to... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free somehow like cause harm to him would be like political suicide for Vladimir Putin. On the other hand, we're talking about a guy who is like poisoned opposition in broad daylight. So nobody can be an authority on what the actual personal impacts to Ovechkin would be. But the flip side of that is he could have months and weeks ago used the, the, the immense resources at his disposal that certainly, by the way, also the NHL and the Washington Capitals would have put at his disposal if he needed them. Um, and he just hasn't. And, and the reason he hasn't is, and, and this is, I, I wanted to put it in the piece, but like, you know, you can only have do so much in, yeah. in 800 words, is like he formed what is known as Putin team in, in Russia 
after the invasion of Crimea. It's not like Ovechkin didn't know who Putin was and then a bad thing happened and he was just caught. Like, he did this after Putin had already annexed parts of Ukraine in 2014. And he recruited other NHLers to be a part of it. Like, this is the wild thing. Like, we're not... We're not talking about, like, Matt Schmeling ending up in, a, in an unfortunate propaganda photo in the 30s. Like, <laughs> like, like, we're talking about a guy who, like, not only was in those photos, and by the way, to this day, still has a photo of himself with Vladimir Putin as his Instagram, Instagram pro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, he's recruiting people to be a part of this. Like, he's, like he's, he's part of the Ministry of Propaganda. He's not a victim of it. What I'm wondering, you know, and I'm getting texts from people. Uh, Greg says Ovechkin's a Putin supporter. Deny him a visa into Canada. Uh, Terry says Shea, we should ban all Russians from playing in the NHL as the other professional sports did. I mean, do we go that far, Mitch? Is that what we need to do? I mean, get involved at that level? So I would say a couple things. Uh, the first of which is there are Ukrainian Canadian organizations and, and, and diaspora organizations that are calling on the federal government to ban Ovechkin yeah. from getting a work visa to play. I believe it's in Toronto next, the end of the month. If you want to be a part of those efforts, go online, become a part of those efforts. It's not, it, it won't hurt, certainly. Um, I, I want to give massive kudos to the hockey fans out in Western Canada. Uh, not only for how they reacted to this last spring, which was great, mm-hmm. but also for the welcome they just gave the Ukrainian under-25 team in Edmonton, in Winnipeg, like across the West. That was incredible. But no, we shouldn't kick all Russians out of the NHL. We have Russians like Artemi Panarin, yes. who, are out, who are outspoken against Vladimir Putin, um, who like have made the right decision. Like, like in the long view of history, like on this particular decision they had to make, did the right thing. And so we should have some recognition of nuance that you can just being a Russian shouldn't be sufficient grounds to boot you out of the league. Like if we, if that was the case, we wouldn't have all these great examples of dissidents. And in the piece, I talk about the Iranian men's national uh, soccer team who went to the world cup and used their stage to cast a light on the bad stuff that was happening in Iran with regards to, the hijabs and and, and the the uh, the Masa Amini incidents and all these things. Like, if you deny the stage to all Russians on the basis of being Russian, you may miss good moments as well as like punishing what is obviously bad behavior. That's the thing. It's got to be almost a, a case-by-case, day-by-day kind of a situation. You can't just throw a blanket over all of this. I think you're right because, you know, I mean, you're right. Panarin took an entirely the opposite approach to Ovechkin. So uh, I, I don't know legally what can be done. I guess that would be up to the government. But uh, I don't know how you go down that road, who starts establishing what those lines are that can't be crossed. That's the issue, Mitch. Um, You know what? I... It would be an interesting question, or, or it would be something interesting to see if either the federal immigration minister, which is Sean Fraser, or the prime minister um, decided that they were going to deny Ovechkin a visa. I don't know that that would... I, I, I would be interested to see what the NHL did next, because I don't think they know. I think it is such a baked-in assumption that they have that a Canadian government would never do this, that if they were confronted with a government that actually did... Um, I don't know that they'd have what their response would be. I'd be, be fascinating to find out. It would also set a precedent that for uh, for other countries that I, I would uh, I think would be an escalation in the conflict, certainly across the right. world. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's an issue that I, I think will come back. You know, especially as he starts, like you say, when, once he has trips to to Canada and things like that, it seems to come back into the to the news a little bit. And it's an important conversation, Mitch. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. 